Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Universal Freemason podcast. I'm your host, J.T. Asher. I am president and founder of the Universal Freemason Research Society, which is a nonprofit organization creating, uh, created to bring Masonic philosophies to the masses to help anyone who is interested in killing their own egos and improve themselves as we improve society while using Masonic philosophies to do so. And what is our first duty as we open this podcast, you may ask? And you would be right again if you guessed to get Brother Tyler the night off. That's right. Put away your sword, Brother Tyler. Open the door. Let them all in. As I mentioned, this podcast is open to everyone and anyone who cares enough to listen. Okay, first of all, I trust you've all been well, uh, and I want to say thank you for over 1,500 visits to our quaint little podcast. I'm always hopeful that what is said here uh, helps you in some way, uh, causes you to think about masonry in a pro- maybe a different way, and I hope uh, when the episode is over, uh, you feel uplifted and ready to face whatever is next. Just a little bit of house cleaning. Uh, my apologies for the delay between episodes. Uh, not a lack of interest on my part at all. Uh, rather, I found myself in the midst of a, a gout attack, <laughs> and I was in a lot of pain. Uh, this debilitated me for a bit until I could see my doctor, uh, get some allopurinol to make this gout subside, uh, right in my feet. Oh, it was terrible. Uh, but now after a, a week of, on the meds, I'm mostly pain-free. I'm walking uh, and not waddling uh, as much. I just wanted to also uh, let you all know that uh, I'm kind of going to be slipping away from the YouTube channel uh, to post the podcast and things on. I've had a lot of trouble trying to do that. And there, I have a great face uh, for uh, podcasting, as, as I like to say. So I don't really want to do a, a, a video podcast thing. I, I don't want to do that. Um, so instead, what I've been doing, uh, I spent some time while I was uh, debilitated, basically, uh opening up our, our new website. It's a Universal Freemason Podcast.blogspot.com. And on that uh, website, uh, I, I can share uh, materials that I use to research the podcast and also put links to the podcast uh, on that uh, website as well. And so you can, uh, in the future, uh, We'll be having more text that I've been using. You can read the uh, from whatever book that I'm uh, going to quote from on a particular podcast. I'll have that text there so you can print it out or read it along. Um, and uh, also, uh, I can also link some other uh, YouTube things to uh, uh, YouTube channels and stuff to that website as well. Uh, so I think I'm going to have a little bit more flexibility doing that. Um, if you want to check out the uh, Universal Freemason Podcast. Blogspot. Com, 
uh, I have actually uh, uploaded uh, the uh, 12 episodes prior to this one uh, there. And shortly after I do this uh, 13th episode, I'll be uh, uh, uploading that as well, uh, creating a link. And uh, also, I also put insight into what was maybe going on that day uh, or during that week or two between podcasts, um, just a little personal insights, things like that. So that uh, seems like that's the housekeeping I have. Uh, to be honest with you, I really had no idea the interest that you all would have in listening to this podcast, so I was not prepared to create more content for it, and so the, the pre- preparation uh, wasn't there, but I'm catching up with the interest, So, and I appreciate very much the interest. That uh, still humbles me in, uh, uh, to every time that I go to do these podcasts and I see uh, the analytics. Um, it it uh, amazes me just how many how many of you have, have decided uh, to spend some of your time listening. So thank you very much. Uh, that said, let's talk about what we're going to do this episode. Uh, this episode was a kind of a difficult one for me to do, and that was just based on approach. Um, I'm going to talk about how Lucifer and Baphomet found their way into Freemasonry and how we as Freemasons need to make sure that they do not stay here. Now, I'm going to repeat. We're going to look at how Lucifer and Baphomet found their way into Freemasonry and how we as Freemasons need to make sure they don't stay here, how we need to reclaim the narrative and make sure that they get they are not a part of us, never have been, but somehow they're here. And we're going to talk about that. Um, oh, backtracking just a little bit. And the reason why it was such a uh, hard thing to uh, produce, such a hard episode really to uh, to write, is because there's such a long history of this sort of thing happening, not only in Freemasonry, but also the long history, um, uh, any minority group, uh, when the majority group doesn't like them, the majority group finds ways to make them evil. <laughs> and so what you end up with is with all these stories that aren't even true, but if you don't reclaim the narrative fast, then you end up, um, you know, uh, for centuries like you're this evil entity, right? So we're going to talk about that in this podcast. Um, but right now we're going to take a break. We'll continue right after a word from our sponsor, Anchor Podcast App. This is the Universal Freemason Podcast. Okay, I am back, and welcome back to episode 13. How did Lucifer and Baphomet get into Freemasonry? As I mentioned, this is a very difficult uh, podcast to produce. Uh, As I said, not necessarily due to the subject matter itself, uh, because the answer to the question I pose is uh, relatively easy to identify. Uh, This was a difficult episode to produce because, as I mentioned, the long history we call majority groups, um, defaming what I would call minority groups with uh, accusations of devil worship or or being quote-unquote godless. So I had to decide, you know, how to approach this without 
getting too historical, not hysterical, <laughs> but historical. Uh, when you start getting into too much history, most persons get bored, they lose interest, and before you know it, uh, you've just done a podcast and, uh, for no reason. And uh, as I wrote the outline for the podcast, there was I probably went through about 10 drafts and many hours, like I say, while I was sitting being debilitated, I was trying to be useful. Um, so I did write some drafts. I'm like, well, this is really getting into two. You know, we, we can talk about Leo Taxel. And we can talk about the hoax that he pulled on Freemasonry in the uh, early uh, 19 or late 1800s, early 1900s. Uh, we can go all the way back to the Knights Templar and uh, the evil that they were doing uh, that caused their demise, according to the Catholic Church at the time. Uh, it made them evil. Easier to when you make something evil, it's easier to to uh, get your side of the view on the, into the public opinion. So anyway, that's what we're doing. So that's what happens. Now, let me start by stating this. Uh, Freemasonry, as we all know, is not a religion. So how does Lucifer and Baphomet get in here, right? Freemasons, we do not gather to worship any one deity. Rather, Freemasonry is partly a study of ancient religions and incorporates ancient rituals into the Masonic Lodge rituals. Why is that? Well, as I mentioned in an earlier episode, your religion and religious practices also stem from ancient religious practices and ancient beliefs. Now, Freemasonry should exist to enhance the beliefs we already have by reviewing the origins so we understand the roots of our individual religions. And it is the roots of any one idea that make the idea or practice the strongest. Same as a tree or a plant. Um, Strong roots equals a viable living object. Now, many of the origins of modern religious beliefs at one time were overcome by other religions. And when this occurred, the majority religion often vilified the minority religion by calling its symbols and practices, quote, evil or satanic. So, Lucifer and Baphomet did not somehow apply to the members of your local Masonic Lodge, right, to gain a majority vote from the members. And we didn't somehow vote them in and, uh, you know, teach them the words and grips. No, not at all. We would never do that. Lucifer and Baphomet were put into Masonic Lodges by people who held the majority views of the times, majority religions, majority uh, political movements, uh, they sought to uh, vilify Freemasonry. And they would threaten the Masons with excommunications in hell if found, if it was found out that the Mason, uh, who was probably also a member of that church, was found to be a lodge member as well. You go to lodge on Saturday night, 
and church on Sunday. I think uh, a lot of us, you know, have had that uh, routine, right? So, and as I mentioned, you know, Leo Taxel, uh, and I will post some uh, on our website after the podcast, I will post some information about Leo Taxel. Now, Leo Taxel infamously began the Baphomet hoax to defame Freemasons, and later, evangelical Christianity certainly continued uh, to defame Freemasonry in the 20th century in the United States. Now, the Catholic Church has historically shunned Masonic Lodge participation by her members as well. So, for a great lesson regarding the uh, evangelical Christianity's war, I would say, uh, against Freemasonry, there is a great book written by John J. Robinson called A Pilgrim's Path. It's not a thick book. It's about as uh, thick as uh, one of your drugstore romances. It's a very easy read. Some of the names may have changed a little bit. Uh, It's a little bit dated, not so bad. But it's a very easy read, and it answers a lot of questions about this conflict. I'm also going to post uh, on our website, uh, universalfreemasonpodcast.blogspot.com, I'm going to post a link to uh, a YouTube uh, lesson that we did where I quote from John J. Robinson's book. It's called uh, Albert Pike and Lucifer? Question mark. So a short answer regarding how Lucifer and Baphomet got into Freemasonry, as I mentioned, it's simple, really. Freemasons did not invite Lucifer and Baphomet into Freemasonry. Lucifer and Baphomet were placed into Freemasonry by majority religions and political movements to make Freemasonry appear to be evil. Now, unfortunately, here's what happened. Yeah. Masons did not recapture the narrative regarding this lie. And Masons and Grand Lodges went about their business of being secretive for the longest time. And this secrecy did nothing but stoke the fires of this type of lying and defamation. So what we really needed to do was to recapture the narrative right away. This should have happened. Uh, unfortunately, uh, many Freemasons feel that they can't speak out because of whatever their Grand Lodges might, uh, they might want them to be more silent. And that's, you know, that's depending on jurisdiction. But now, uh, lately, Freemasonry, uh, especially Freemasonry in the United Kingdom, are becoming more forthcoming. I see many lodges from the UK online they are receptive and engaging, and the days of hiding or being silent in the UK uh, seem to be gone or diminishing. But I don't think, from my viewpoint, I don't think the UK has had such a big problem with that sort of defamation there. I think it's mostly a, a United States uh, problem uh, with with kind of evangelical and political factions Uh, shunning Freemasonry. Uh, That's my viewpoint. I don't know that for a fact. Now, I know just a few days ago, uh, by now it's probably been uh, a couple of weeks, maybe a week, um, the United Grand Lodge of England had an open house. They invited uh, 
the Order of Women Freemasons to participate, and it was good to see the narrative recaptured by means of Masons just being open and opening up, literally, you know, opening their doors. And I think the United Grand Lodge of England has done this for a couple, at least a couple years now that I know of, probably longer than that. So that begs the question, now, what can the individual Freemason do to reclaim the narrative when confronted with the your evil accusations? Now remember, uh, just going back to what I said a few minutes ago, uh, a lot of our symbolism is ancient, and it, it relies upon, because uh, we're looking into ancient ritual practices, we're looking into ancient symbolism, and some of the symbols we use. The pentagram is probably one that will stand out to, to a lot of people. Um, Freemasonry, sometimes we call it the blazing star. Um, but uh, And that was created, you know, that was said, oh, it's so evil by majority religions that came uh, and, and didn't like that symbolism and replaced it with a cross. So they took the narrative and said that's evil, we're take, we should retake the narrative and say, no, that's not evil. That pentagram represents the Venus and the, and the goddess uh, and, and uh, the female uh, side of, of God. That's what it represents. And it also represents the human being with the five points, the five senses. You know, we, can, we, can, we can reclaim this narrative by, by doing that. So how do we do that? Well, in these dangerous times, especially now in the United States, um, when you're not thinking or acting or believing the way that uh, some factions don't think you should believe, act, or think, uh, you can get in yourself into a threat of violence, and we don't want that. So I think the best action for all of us is reclaim the narrative and live our best Masonic life. Stand for justice in your personal spaces. Do not spread gossip and refute. Um, make sure you're refuting that action from others when they're trying to gossip around you. Be someone others that can trust, that others can trust and believe in. Help out whenever you can, even if it is saying a word of encouragement. Words mean things and are powerful, and words do go a long way. If asked about Freemasonry, when people see your ring or tattoos, stickers on your car, tell them everything you possibly can without breaking your obligations. And you can share what symbolism means or your viewpoint of what that symbol means to you. You can share what to read to explain a Freemasonry or websites. You can share those. The worst thing we can do is to let those who hate Freemasonry keep the narrative, unabashed and, unaf and, and unde undefended. Our silence as Freemasons can be our demise. I will close uh, with this and say with all truth and honesty, that we Freemasons do not worship Lucifer or Baphomet. There is no God of Freemasonry. Freemasons earnestly worship the God they enter the lodge with and practice their individual religions earnestly and just might be a member of your church. Freemasons are your friends, they're your neighbors, they're your co-workers. 
We have no hidden agendas, and Freemasons are not your enemies, nor are they enemies of the state. We're not trying to bring down anything. We're trying to build up society. I hope that clears things up, okay? Uh, serious uh, context there, but, you know, uh, especially what I'm seeing lately, if we don't reclaim this, we will end up uh, being more and more hated. And this can't happen. I hope this gives you ideas to be a brave Freemason in difficult times, but please be careful out there. Don't put yourself in harm's way. We need you. If you're, As I mentioned, we do have uh, uh, the new website, universalfreemasonpodcast.blogspot.com. I'll post a presentation uh, where I cite it from John J. Robinson, as I mentioned. Uh, don't forget, as we close here, um, we're also uh, on Twitter, at UFreemason, and I'll post a link from that website at, uh, on our Twitter account as well. Okay, thank you again, and as always, thank you for your support. Um, very humbled over 1,500 uh, uh, visits to our podcast, as I say, and worldwide, so thank you very much. This has been the Universal Freemason Podcast. Go in peace, so mote it be.